What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 88 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Go rate, review, and punch down on that subscribe button right on your Apple Podcast app. Today's show, Bobito Garcia, a.k.a. DJ Cucumber Slice, a.k.a. Cool Bob Love, joins in, man. Bobito is a filmmaker, author, DJ, and so much more. You might remember him from the Stretch and Bobito show back in the 90s. He's a true renaissance man. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. If you're in the New York area Tuesday, go check out Bobito's Full Court 21 All-World Final. You could catch that at the Goat Park. That's 99th in Amsterdam from 5 to 7.30 p.m. That's right, Tuesday, August 20th. Go check it out. Go follow Bobito on Instagram at CoolBobLove. That's K-O-O-L-B-O-B-L-O-V-E. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 12Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Luca on the track. Bobito, welcome to Combo's Court, man. Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? We out here, man. I'm glad to see you're still playing, man. I am age 52, born in 1966. I'll be turning 53 in September 2019, and I'm very, very happy to still be playing. Still have my jump shot, and every once in a while I get a little highlight, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I remember back when Bobito actually put him, uh, put me on his platform, Bounce Magazine. Oh, what? And, and I was on Summer Ball as well. We didn't actually talk about that. Oh. Remember the one on MSG you had? Of course I remember. Yeah. In 2006, 2007. Yeah. I was the uh, the host, the anchor of Master Square Garden Network's uh, series, Summer Ball. And it, it was actually the highest rated original programming. Really? In all of the networks, uh, three three months of summer. And unfortunately, they canceled it in 2009. But, yo, I used to get old, like... Ladies in the bodega come up to me like, "Oh my God, I seen Summer Ball. I love you." Like, yeah, what? I mean, a huge network in New York. Like, Yo, everybody's I mean, always watching it. No doubt. The Knicks are on there. Yeah, yeah no doubt. No yeah. doubt. Nah, but um, it got great feedback. We used to average like three hundred thousand viewers every single uh, week. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot. It's a lot. What was your motivation for Bounce Magazine? Because you know everybody puts out free content now, but you were doing it back then, and it was on print. I don't even remember if there was ads or not, but what was your motivation for it? Yeah, yeah. well, um, thank you for asking that. Yeah. So, uh, Bounce Magazine was co-founded by myself, Sean Couch, of the Dykeman uh, area, and Jesse Washington, who um, at the time had been managing editor at Vibe Magazine, uh, editor at uh, Blaze. Um, and so, you know, between the three of us, uh, we all had a lot of uh, publishing experience. Right. And there was no magazine in the world that was dedicated to playground basketball year-round, which was insane. Right, right. You know, I mean, uh, some magazines featured playground players or, you know, Slam Magazine had the streetball issue, which was an annual affair. Right. And, um, but, you know, we, we thought that, that there was an audience out there that, that could be targeted, um, could be elevated, 
and could be spoken to and, and we won with it. You know, we did bounce for seven years. The first issue was in 2003. And then um, uh, I was editor in chief uh, for, a good, for a good amount of years. Um, I came up with the idea with, for the white issue we had Playground Legend Black, uh, Black Jack Ryan on the cover. That's the, the issue that you were in. Yeah. And where we featured a lot of uh, Playground um, contributors and, and legends um, in the space that is predominantly people of color, you know, in New York City. And getting the, the perspective of, of those who have, you know, in the broader society are the ruling or you know majority uh, class, but in the in the outdoor Oopsies, courts, yeah, yeah is, is we're the minority. Yeah, we're the minority. A, yeah, <laughs> the minority. So it was an interesting issue, and it got it got great feedback. You know, it was very respectful. Um, we also did a a, a, a Boricua basketball issue, right? Where we went that. to the history of uh, a playground basketball in Puerto Rico and and the New Yorkans here in New York. Who have played and, and played pro over there, and that, that that issue was really well received as well. So, you know, I stepped away from Bounce in 2009 um, to start making films. Uh, became uh, a director. My first was doing it in the park, pick up basketball NYC. That came out in 2013. My second film was Stretching Bobito, Radio That Changed Lives, and my most current film. Uh, is uh, Rock Rubber 45s, which is an autobiographical documentary of my life. Dope. Um, and each has been available on Vimeo, iTunes. Uh, the first two were available on Netflix. Uh, Doing It in the Park was premiered on on uh, Network, on, on PBS. And uh, Showtime picked up Stretching Bobito, Ready to Change Live. So, you know, I've, I've had a good run with the three docs that I've done. Definitely. Currently, um, I'm directing a, a new series on ESPN+, Plus, which is a streaming platform called Sneaker Center, and uh, it was due in part because of the three films that I directed and produced and wrote. So, you know, I put a lot of hard work and, you know, it's it's uh, it's shown some dividends uh, on the back end. Definitely. Yeah. Let, let's take it all the way back to the Stretch and Bobito show. How did that get started? And can you just tell us some of the, um, some of the acts that were on there? And all right, well, uh, I don't want to regurgitate what's already in the film, so I would just <laughs> encourage everyone to watch Stretching Bobito, Radio That Changed Lives. It's available on Netflix uh, up until, I think, the end of the year, and then and then our term ends there. Uh, but you can also watch it on Vimeo, iTunes. Essentially, me and Stretch had a an amazing eight-year run on college radio here in New York on WKCR. The following artists appeared on our show, unsigned, you know, no contract, teenagers, kids. Crazy. Uh, includes Nas, Biggie, uh, Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, Eminem, Big Pun, uh, Big L, Cameron, Mace. Uh, and then, you know, we had a up-and-coming Jay-Z before he was known. Up-and-coming Cypress Hill. Big L, you said a Big Fuji, L, right? Fuji's, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, Busta Rhymes. I mean, you know, the list is very long. I encourage everyone, if you're a fan of what was produced in the 90s as far as hip hop, just uh, to, to watch it because it'll transport you back to the to the era, which will never be repeated, really. Yeah. Um, but you know, currently me and Stretch actually have an album coming out. Okay, dope. Yeah, uh, we have a band called the M19s, and we're signed to Eddie Palmieri's label, Uprising NYC. 
uh, with distribution um, by Warner Music Group. And so the album drops in October. It's, it's titled No Requests. And, um, you know, it's, it's not a hip-hop album, but I think a lot of hip-hop heads will really appreciate it because it goes super in-depth with Latin music, Afro, African music, Brazilian music, jazz, soul, funk. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just a real beautiful blend of of amazing rhythms that that I think will make will make people surprised. I mean, it's just produced it, quite honestly. How did you and Stretch um, approach podcasting compared to radio? Good question. So, Stretch and I um, had a podcast called What's Good with Stretch and Bobito on right. NPR. That's National Public Radio. Uh, it was only available online on NPR.org. It's still available online. I, we, th- I thought I heard it on the, on the Apple app, actually. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you can listen to it on Apple Definitely, App. Any, yeah. Anywhere where podcasts are, are right, right, right. Are, are um, you know, are listened to, right. People can catch it, but um, but the home was NPR.org. Okay. Like what I mean by that is like you, you can't listen to WBAI or, or NPR affiliated station and listen to the podcast. Right, right, okay. But it's only only online. Okay. But uh, yeah, we did it for two seasons. We interviewed Stevie Wonder, Dave Chappelle, uh, Erica Badu. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, right there, it's just crazy lineup. Of course, of course. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. Um, so we had a good run with it, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, we have a new podcast that's about to launch in September, October, that I can't talk about yet because it's not signed. But um, but be on the lookout for it. You can follow at Stretching Bobito on Instagram uh, and Facebook to see what we're up to, or go to StretchingBobito.com for all the information about our album and whatnot. Okay. So man, you're you're heavily involved in street basketball. Who are some of the guys, the greatest guys you've ever seen play that didn't make the league? Oh wow. Um, I mean, Jack Ryan comes to mind. You know, he he was featured in this new Netflix documentary uh, called Losers. Okay. Um, I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was really well done. Um, and uh, and he always comes to mind. Speedy Williams comes to mind. Speedy. You know, he was MVP in every tournament. Nike Pro City was for. You catch him on above the rim. Yeah, he was yeah. featured in above the rim. <laughs> um, you know, he used to smack any squad I was on in any tournament. And the thing I loved about Speedy was that, you know, you, he wasn't just a tournament dude. You see him playing pickup. You know, he won the Last Man Standing right one on one tournament in two thousand and seven. Um, and had a trial with the Knicks because of it. Did very well. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's too many players to mention. But I think in terms of dudes that really had NBA potential, um, well, I mean, Corey Homicide Williams too. Right. Uh, you know, who, who was the last man cut by the Toronto Raptors. And now he got that off street ball, like from people. He, who, yeah. He actually got that at a game at Dykeman. I think he had like 40 in the first half. It's crazy. And the assistant coach happened to be in the crowd, and they picked him up, and he did very well. He, he played overseas in Australia, was the MVP of the NBL there, and um, you know he's he's a he's an on-air personality in the NBL now. Right. In Australia. Definitely. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those three come to mind as dudes that had serious NBA potential but I mean there's plenty others uh, you know Ron Mathias from my childhood aka the Terminator when he was playing junior college ball did you get to see the tail end of uh, Goat playing of Earl I saw Earl Manigault play as a child he was in his 30s 
Wow, okay. Uh, this is after, pretty young. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, he had been a heroin addict. Yeah, yeah. And locked up. Um, you know, his prime was in his 60s uh, prior to getting locked up. But, um, you know, amazingly, in the early 80s, he was in his mid or late 30s and he was still dunking. And That's crazy. He was like six feet, six feet one. Um, but he was a very kind soul and, you know, was a mentor to me and everybody else in the community. So I felt blessed to have grown up in the GOAT, uh, named after Earl Manigault, the playground legend. And, um, yeah, man, may he rest in peace. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I've talked about uh, iPhone addiction, how everybody's on social media all the time. Uh, Bobito hasn't had a phone, and, and all of a sudden today I see him with a phone, man. I was surprised. <laughs> My first time seeing Bobito with a phone. But um, what do you? how do you feel about society today just, like, being entrenched in the phone? And how detrimental you feel it is for in society? Well, um... seventh season uh, I have 30 international cities that, that host qualifiers uh, and Instagram has been a very useful tool to help promote right. the tournament posting video recaps and photos and doing uh, Instagram boosts uh, to reach more people to reach new audiences and I've, I've definitely seen the registrations this summer increase yeah. here in New York and uh, I'm thankful for that so and people can see it in other countries now you never know how yeah this, I mean you know, listen you know yeah. like I said I saw a lot of people becoming detached by yeah. using the phone and yeah and not being present uh you know I'd be hanging out with my friends and they'd be checking you know tweets and Instagram posts and it's like yo I haven't seen you in a year like your, your, your face is all in your phone like <laughs> that's crazy right so yeah you know I mean it's fine because it worked for some people and when I got a phone I just made sure that I used it in the right way and my Instagram following increased by 5,000 in the first three weeks that I had my phone um, and now I'm up to like 50,000 plus followers on Instagram so I'm thankful for it you know I am yeah Babudo you're a true renaissance man thank when, you when, when somebody asks you what do you do like what do you tell them well the best the best way for me to answer is to encourage them to watch the my latest film Rock <laughs> okay. Rubber 45's you can go to rockrubber45s.com. Is that the life story of Bobito? That's my autobiographical okay. documentary. Dope, yeah. Dope, yeah, Rock stands for basketball, rubbers for sneakers, 45s for the music and hip hop. So what's your biggest passion out of those three? I mean, they all mean a lot to me, you know, and... I feel like it's basketball though, Bobito. I feel like it is. I, I mean, like basketball is... is <laughs> I mean, I played pro in Puerto Rico. I played in the And One Mixtape uh, Tour. Right. Play, I played, I've made a cameo in the Nike Freestyle commercial. Um, you know, so I've been blessed, man. I've been some, I've been part of some phenomenal moments, you know, that have been extremely impactful globally. Right, right. Um, and I'm known in a lot of places, you know, and I'm, I'm it just bugs me out because, you know, I, I've, I've worked. You worked hard at it. I worked though. endlessly, yeah, at yeah. basketball, and I got better in my forties, probably. Like I didn't make All Star Westforth until I was in my forties. Yeah, you know, it was like the bugliest thing. Well, as like, long as your body stays together, you keep getting better. Like if you keep playing. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean, physically, 
you know, I mean, tonight I played in full court 21. I, I won the pre-qualifier, so I advanced to the qualifier. And once we got to the full court qualifier, you know, I'm 52. Like, I'm just not in shape to sprint up and down the court to guard people and get loose balls and stuff. So, you know, but I, it's listen, I'm not frustrated. I'm happy. I know people my age that either stop playing because they lost interest or stop playing because of injuries or yeah. aren't alive anymore. So, you know, look, man, as long as my body's together, I'm gonna keep on playing, keep on having fun, you know, keep shooting. Y'all, I've been working on my left-hand jump shot the last, like, like four or five months. Like, What's this left versus right thing you were telling me about earlier? What you mean? You said when you play by yourself, you play your left hand versus your right hand? Yeah, yeah, like I, I do one on one, left hand versus right hand. So Against like, yourself I, or against somebody else? No, against myself. Like I'll, okay. I, I'll, I'll count how many jump shots I make with my left and how many jump shots I make with my right until I get to 50 or 30 okay. or 25, whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just a fun way of just making, being creative. But, you know, my point is that I'm in my 50s and I'm still trying to improve my game. Right. Like it's 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 a never ending puzzle. Puzzle and, and that's the joy of basketball is that like you can always improve. Right. You know? Right. For you sure. can always improve. Yeah. You can there's always a part of your game that's completely unchallenged or unknown that you could be like, yo, I'm gonna open this up and so you know, my left hand jump is getting pretty good right now. Oh but like ten feet and in. I'm trying to get it out to fifteen feet. Eventually okay. it happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any current hip hop artist you're listening to? No. Are you serious, Bobito? Yes. None. No. Do you try it? Uh, I mean, you know, I think there's some great hip hop records being made. Don't get me wrong. Like Black Thought's last album was dope. Faramont's is constantly, you know, pushing the envelope. Uh, but in terms of the new crop, like any anybody who calls themselves a rapper, like I generally don't like them, because I like. I like people who consider themselves MCs or okay. lyricists, right? How about hip-hop artists? There's a difference. Well, if you're a hip-hop artist, you're, you're more than likely going to call yourself an MC or a lyricist. If you call yourself a rapper, that doesn't... You, you're not necessarily making hip-hop. You're making rap music. Right. You know, I, I pay respect to the terminology and to the culture, and not everyone who rhymes is making hip-hop. There's a difference. Hip-hop is about a movement that was founded in the 70s that pushes intelligence, pushes um, wordplay, pushes creativity, you know, and if you're just going in the studio and making a rap record to sell records, that's, I mean, sometimes you're being creative, but most times you're not, and so. You know, you're saying it's not coming from the right place? I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying a lot yeah. of stuff when people are like, yo, you gotta hear this, and I listen to it, and I'm like, that is whack. You know, so, <laughs> just being honest, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just being honest. Yeah, Bobito, thanks for being here. We appreciate you, man. Okay. Thanks a lot, man. Combo. Episode eighty-eight. Episode eighty-eight. Episode eighty-eight is in the books. Big shouts to Bobito for joining in. We appreciate you, Combo Nation, man. Would love to hear from you. Let me know how you feel about this episode. Right on the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode eighty-nine. Combo out.